0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 605 of Cold Wave Soundcheck, I'm Aaron Pollock. This season we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Wave 6 Festival in Chicago, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Friday at Metro, the acts are Stabbing Westward, Cold Cave, Drab Majesty, Acumenation, Damon, and Replicant. Later that night, Smart Bar will be The Gothsicles and Curse Mackie. Saturday at Metro, the acts are Front 242, Severed Heads, Assemblage 23, Static Bloom, Maleco, and Grunvasser. Downstairs at Smart Bar, the performers are Bombardier and End User. Then Sunday at Metro, the acts are KMFDM, Ogre, Pencow, Avardensphere, Cyanotic, and Lord of the Lost. For more information and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Saturday Metro performer Fabe Kiner. This is Static Bloom.
1: Now what's the matter?
0: seeing things
1: what sort of things bad luck is
0: love the silence he brings if people don't know static bloom they might know you from the other bands you've been in can you just go over the the other projects that you've been associated with
2: i was in a band called batillus it's more like a industrial doom kind of uh band I, I was like the front man and did electronics that band no longer exists um they also played with uh, Jarboe, who used to be in Swans. I was part of her uh, backing band for a number of years. Then recently I was in a band called Tombs, which is more of like a experimental black metal band. But uh, well, all these bands pretty much uh, doing electronics and vocals in some uh, form or another.
0: So tell me about starting Static Bloom and, and how that compares to those other projects.
2: I started Static Bloom more as just like a, a personal project. I really wasn't intending on releasing anything or, or um, performing, you know, uh, it, it kind of just made it like out of the frustration of one of my bands dissolving I was just kind of like uh, at a loss for what to do. So I just wanted to make some music that I kind of wanted to hear for myself when I started making it, I felt like kind of like the industrial music scene was kind of lacking, uh, some of like the music that I grew up on. So I kind of wanted to like revisit that vibe, but not so much like doing like a throwback project, but I just kind of like wanted to like, I don't know, emulate that feeling I got listening to like older industrial stuff I grew up on. So like, that's, how the project really got underway, and then some people heard it and were like, you know, you need to, like, put this out, you know.
0: You uh, grew up in Florida, uh, and then you came to New York City, so tell me about what the music scene was like down there. <clears throat> well, I grew up in South Florida, um, so I actually felt like growing up, there was a pretty
2: good music scene I was exposed to a lot, you know. like I'm, like, from the same hometown as, like, Marilyn Manson and, stuff like that. So like that was, you know, all those people are like way older than me. So, but that was going on, you know, when I was a kid, you know, uh, and, uh, and there was a lot of electronic music in Miami, which is like half an hour from where I, I grew up. And, uh, I really got into, you know, like not just the industrial scene, but I also got into like a lot of like really dark, like drum and bass and, um, weird, like experimental kind of stuff. Um, There's a record label down in Miami called Schematic Records that did like some really weird like Atecra, kind of like weird electronics. So I kind of grew up like, you know, really getting into that. And then there was a really big, you know, metal scene like death, you know, all the Florida death metal and stuff, you know. Yeah, so I I felt like I was exposed to a lot of different music Uh, growing up there. I thought, you know, it was pretty good place for that. But it was just... I don't know, the, the climate and, like, I don't know, I, I, I kind of grew out of it. I wanted to move somewhere where there was more, like, of an art scene going on and, I don't know. I just feel like everybody, like, growing up that, like, was trying to uh, pursue things that ended up, you know, moving out of Florida, you know, to pursue it. So that's kind of, like, my path, you know.
0: So um, by the time this comes out, your new release, Blue Moon Blood, uh, will be out the release date is april 28th tell me about working on that new album i had a lot of music I, I i write a lot you know um so
2: like i guess one of my hardest parts is like really like whittling down ideas you know like to, to make that record i had like over 100 ideas and then i just like kind of whittled it down because i wanted it there to be some type of continuity i mean I know it probably sounds pretty generic and saying, but I, I really wanted the album to feel like a, a complete album, like a piece. So I, it was really important to me that I felt like all the songs like really flowed together. They weren't just a bunch of tracks thrown together to make a record. I, I really wanted the whole thing to have the, the same type of like overall vibe. So I, 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 don't know, I, I think I paid a lot of attention to that.
0: I've read that when you do remix work, you try to you know take the stems without having to listen to the song beforehand, and I think that's a really interesting way to go about it. I would think that's harder to do if it's something maybe more popular, but I- I'm interested if at the end result, when you're done with it, if you end up listening to the original and seeing how what you've done compares to what the original sounded like. A lot of times I'll listen, listen
2: to the original song after I've done, you know, just out of that curiosity, yeah a lot of the times it's pretty, you know, different, which is the goal that I'm going for, because I just don't want to be influenced by the original track, you know? I hate hearing a song and they just put some, like, you know, wacky beat underneath it, you know?
0: You were performing once and the stage collapsed.
2: This was in uh, Marse- Marseille, France. Uh, and uh, it was a really sketchy venue. It was like a art space kind of like a squat um this was on a jarbo tour so we were playing and jarbo tends to have really intense fans like people that really like like cult following fans and so some of them can be really kind of intense and and i don't know so there was no security at this venue of course because it was like an art space squat and uh I was like playing and I, I look over and uh when she sings she she gets really involved in what she's doing and, and a lot of times she's not really paying attention to like what's going on you know other than you know her performance and some guy ended up uh, climbing up on stage and uh was starting to like grab her, kind of assault her and uh, there was no security, so I just stepped behind my from behind my keyboard rig, and I had to, like, put this guy in a chokehold and take him off stage, because it was this, like, really intense situation, and then the stage was made out of these, it was, like, uh, on a an riser, and they were made out of these crazy, like, sectional platforms made out of, like, particle board or something, so, like, in the scuffle with this guy, I stepped back, and I guess I stepped back too force, forcefully in the whole platform area where all my keyboard rig and everything was just like snapped in half and i fell into this like eight foot hole with all my gear yeah i I ended up finishing the song like with my head poking out of this hole in the stage but it was pretty intense you don't expect to just like fall into a hole you know
0: (laughs) you're also um an artist you do some painting
2: yeah i do a lot of painting like actually the uh, our, the artwork for the new record and uh, my first EP, "Mask uh, Visions Poison," is it's my paintings, um, and I do a lot of paintings for other bands as well.
0: Is that available for sale anywhere? I have a, a like a web store
2: uh, with a lot of my artwork on it. It's at um, Society Six. If you go to Society Six Fade Kiner, um, you'll find like I have prints and all kinds of stuff of my artwork.
0: Um, so, besides putting out this new album and playing at Cold Waves in a couple months, um, what else is next for Static Bloom?
2: Well, I'm just doing a bunch of shows. Um, yeah, I'm just like booking tours and, and stuff like that. And I'm also beginning to write for my next album, just because you know, this when an album comes out, usually it's you know pretty old to the artist, you know. So, like, I'm already can trying to compile material for my next album and you know book tours and yeah just just looking to like play a lot this year
0: On this episode, you heard Black Walks Eternal, Negredo, and Mortuary. Static Gloom can be found at facebook.com slash static Our opening music is Monster Zero by Acumen Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Jesse Pollock and Keeley Dowd from Grunvasser. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Fall Chicago musician, and sound man Jamie
1: Duffy. Here's Jamie's bandmate, Jason Novak, discussing one of their DJ Accupact songs. I had, again, always said, like, do you have a track? Do you have something that you want to do? And a lot of times it was like, no, I don't have this the thing built, but I'll, I'd be happy to add. So he would always, but he said, I have a track. I want to, I want you to do something with this. And when he sent it to me, there was no no title, none of the, um like, that's the speak and spell, like, none of the lyrics, the style, none, none of it had been built, just like that, you know, like some of the, the tracks. And it didn't have any of the peaks and valleys, you know? It was just sort of like an eight-minute thing that built. But there was something so interesting about that programming and the stuff that he did, and it just built this story in me about this, like, I don't even know where it came from. The name, Send More Paramedics, is a dumb joke on Return of the Living Dead, which is this great tongue-in-cheek horror movie and ambulance drives up and the, the zombies like eat the paramedics and at one point the zombie reaches in and grabs the, the walkie he's like, Send More Paramedics, you know, this is so great. But I don't know where that came from with this tune, which was literally about two people who are in a car wreck and they are crushed to the point of of hallucination like they lose they're pinned under this thing and they lose complete connection with reality and they are alive for just a few more minutes and this is this conversation that the two of them have while they're starting to bleed out you know and and that's this idea and it's such a dark and ugly weird idea and then building in like the peaks and valleys and the thing stops and I never would have thought of any of that shit if he didn't give me that amazing track to work with you know